Well, we're continuing our Saturday coverage with the Muscatine Report. We've got Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Hey, uh, good to be here, as always. Well, we, you and I chewed a little of the same ground last night. Uh, I'd like to hear your impressions of, of uh, that monumental game last night. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess the, the big takeaway is those teams are really even. Um, the, the scoreboard shows it. Um, kind of go about it. Um, you know, different game plans. Um, but both are capable of, of big plays. Um, Albernet limited um, Columbus's big plays a little bit more. But... Uh, but some big pass plays and stuff by Albernet and that can't say enough about that last drive. I mean, what was there like a minute 12 left? I think, um, after Tristan Miller had that big run for, for Columbus. Um, and, and yeah, like six plays and, um, ended up in a touchdown to, to tie it up there and get it to overtime. That was, uh, that was as huge as anything that happened after that or in overtime. Right. I mean, that, the blocked extra point too, but but just a really really great game. It was uh, uh, just a game for the ages, wasn't it? I mean, I got no complaints about anything. I came there to see two football teams play at a high level, and that's what I saw. I saw a running game uh, executed about as good as it could be done, and I saw a passing game uh, with a, a kind of a wrinkle to it that I've really never seen before where they they still marched the ball down three yards and seven yards or three yards and seven yards, and uh, uh, they slowly grind a, a, a sustained drive down to the end zone and and wear out a lot of clock in, in the same almost exact way the running team does. Yeah, um, just really just kind of back and forth battle. Uh, it, it played out the it played out that way, but it was just um, – one of those games where just last team with the ball wins. Um, that's kind of what it came down to. Uh, I, I actually was on my way there and my gas light came on uh, right as I was leaving, right around Muscatine. And, uh, but but I, I, I toughed it out. I, I thought maybe I'd have to get a hold of you or something to get me around <laughs> to a gas station. But, uh, but I, I made it there and made it uh, to the gas station afterwards. So, um, but I was kind of white knuckling it there for a while. But I was, I I got there like an, almost an hour early. But uh, but I was wanted to get there. I didn't uh, didn't want to have to stop anywhere. So I I made it. I made it through okay though. Yeah, it was uh, it was filling up early. And uh, the what about the crowd? Were you surprised to see how big that was? Um, I mean. Maybe not. Maybe not so much because it was it was a big game, and um, and as we've talked about, that community really sports, uh, especially football. Um, you know the, these the these small town football games are are kind of are pretty special. Um, so uh, I, I wasn't necessarily surprised by the crowd size because I was expecting quite a bit, and um, that's a really supportive community and um a a really likable um really likable uh team um you know when um i was kind of standing around waiting for post-game interviews and stuff and uh just about all the columbus kids had tears in their eyes when they came out of the locker room and and that just that in itself um just kind of shows 
how, how quick of a turnaround it is that that playing for a district title can be can mean that much to those kids when when they've won like six games over the last three years or some or four seasons or something like that. So uh, um, you know, just real really great turnaround there. And um, and you know, Cade Namagon's kind of their offensive leader. Um, he had around two hundred and thirty yards, I believe, but. Uh, but I, I wasn't even looking to interview him, but he came up to me after the game and, and shook my hand and uh, thanked me for, for being there and covering it. And um, and then we just kind of went on our different ways. But that says a lot about that kid, that he would kind of have the wherewithal to, to do that. So um, so that was that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, just just um, real and really well played game, um, not a ton of penalties and, and just um, that, that's all you want in, in a high school football game. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a damn thing of beauty. Uh, those kids that hold their head up, man, they don't got anything to be ashamed of. They played fantastic, and yeah. uh, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't, I don't reduce their chances of going to the dome. Not one iota. Do you? Do, does it in your mind? Uh, no, that that uh, that very well could have been. Um, you know, that very well could have been. Um, went the other way and we're looking you know if a, a player two goes the other way and Columbus wins we're talking about this game in a in a very very different uh, way as far as what it means for the postseason and everything and um, you know to be that close there's no there I um, I, I th- that was the first time I've seen Columbus um, in person this year and um, you, you know, you hate to say you you took more away from it uh, on their end in the loss, but but that's sort of true. Like they, the way they handled it, and and the way they carry themselves, they carry themselves like like um, district champions, and 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 they credit to them, they they really didn't have a reason to, as I said, winning six games um, past four years or whatever, but. But they believed they could, and they were they were in it till till the very end. Well, it you know I mean uh, I I love the game, and and uh, uh, I just remember it. I'll remember that fondly for the rest of my life. It's a great, it was a great game, and uh, it was a great ambiance to play out, a unique experience, and uh, uh, feel good story. But sometimes uh, 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 losing the game actually makes you tougher than winning it. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think they're really gonna um, learn from this game there in Columbus, and and if nothing else, you know, sometimes sometimes these losses, you know, they they really hadn't been, um, not, I mean, not even not even a loss this season. They haven't they hadn't even really been tested. They um, outscored their opponent something like it was around three hundred to one hundred or something coming in. And, um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes a tough loss like this can kind of, kind of, uh, relight the fire or, or however you want to phrase it. And, and, uh, you know, they, I think they're going to come back more hungry on when they come back to practice on Monday. I think that there's a good chance that might be their best practice of the season. Well, let's talk about this Albernet team because, uh, I could see them in the state championship game just as easily as I could see Columbus in mm-hmm. there. Uh, I guess if I was writing a caption uh, about their their side of the story, I'd say it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but what uh, you show talk about this video that you shot of that unbelievable catch in the end zone by this un just just fantastic receiver that they've got, which they seem to have many of. Uh, yep. But but who was that player that caught the ball and and uh, 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 kudos on catching that on on film. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I've been trying to catch uh, some videos here um, now and again when I can. I don't wish I could have got you know a, a couple more of Columbus or their touchdowns, but um, but you know it's just kind of a right place at the right time type thing and uh do what i can and sometimes i i get that angle and uh and yeah just like i said was at the right place at the right time to it was Braden osborne um on the catch mason uh neighbor mason neighbor on the throw um neighbor ended 20 of 35 for 255 yards passing and four tds osborne had two um Carson Klosterman had the the one in overtime, and Peyton Baker had another one. Peyton Baker's one was was excellent too on both ends. Both those because um, the the one of Baker, I got a video too, and that uh, both were excellent throws and excellent catches. Um, Osborne's, um, I think he did kind of a double move. I don't catch the the full route, but he did kind of a double move to get the DB um, to kind of freeze a little bit. And the, the throw was just like he, he was fully extended and got a, his right arm on it to kind of hit it up in the air to get underneath it. And then he and then he brought it in right as he was, um, you know, going through the end zone, pulled it down. So, yeah, just a really, really excellent catch. Well, their quarterback was amazing. He really, yep. I mean, yep. he made such good decisions and uh, – uh, seemed to have a game plan, uh, uh, a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. You know, I mean, it, it seemed to be like as soon as their 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 receiver ran a route and it was it was covered, then they seemed to know to a different direction to go to where he'd be looking for them. You know, and yep. and he didn't. He'd like to say he well, he did get some over the top stuff, you know, like you caught on film there, but yep. most of it was just three yards and seven yards. You know. It was, no. uh, he was trying to, you know, just move the chains quite a bit. Uh, it was a great game, but uh, there's a lot of other games. So let's, uh, let's probably move to something else. Yeah. Yep. Um, so right there, uh, I guess, um, right there in that, uh, district kind of, um, you know, Columbus and Albert, they, that game was for, for the title there for the district, but, uh, they're, they both had wrapped up, um, uh, their playoff spots. So then on, on kind of the other side of that, Wapolo got in into the playoffs with a 45-6 win over North Cedar. Um, Jake Gustafson had uh, uh, six touchdowns. He had um, 180 yards rushing and three, three rushing touchdowns, a 28-yard receiving touchdown, a 61-yard punt return touchdown, and a 46-yard pick six for a touchdown. Well, it's a nice little day for him. He's quietly had quite a season, you know what I mean? And with all these other guys uh, getting all the accolades around here, what about him? Um, yeah, he's been he's been a quality quality football player for. I believe he played varsity as a freshman, but if not, even as a sophomore. Um, but they they've used him in a few different ways. They they had some weapons down there to to spread it out in past years, and. Um, 
Uh, they used them kind of evenly as, you know, they, they run this offense where there's a lot of uh, pitches and laterals and stuff. So um, he gets a lot of uh, these, these, they kind of look, they're like, they're forward laterals or whatever. So they go down as passes. So he gets a lot of pass. He gets a lot of receiving yards too. Um, so last year he was like, I think around 1200 offensive yards split almost evenly um, between rushing and pass r- rushing and receiving. But uh, in state state quality, um, state qualifier, um, sprinter and track. Uh, so he was limited early this season. Um, I believe it was like a calf or kind of lower leg injuries, you know, a pole or something that was just kind of nagging him. So uh, I think he's um, gotten healthy, uh, getting healthier throughout the season as much as one could. There's you know, obviously some wear and tear, but they uh, they were pretty careful with how they used him early in the year. But obviously, he's kind of getting going here late. Yeah, it's been a pretty pretty exciting uh, season, and, and we want to congratulate Wapolo on basically a fine season. And uh, yep. I think they, they definitely deserve that, that playoff spot. Yep, for sure. And um, kind of uh, maybe a little bit of a, a – long-term plan um there in Wapolo that uh that they kind of I peaking at the right time um here um late in the season because injuries just plagued them so much throughout the season that um they could use those games where they had kind of lopsided wins you know we talked about how they went win loss win loss I, I think they kind of um use those those wins to um, get some kids some playing time and and kind of in some experience and, and so I think they I think that's all um, kind of showing right now that they're they're getting healthy and they have some some kids that got some meaningful experience this season. Yeah, uh, and like you say, if they're getting healthy and and going into the playoffs, coming on on a high note, uh, uh, maybe they can shock somebody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They have um, North Lynn. Um, in the first round, so that'll be a tough, tough matchup. North Lynn is seven and one. Wapolo's going in four and four. Mm-hmm. Okay. What What else is going on? You said Muscatine played Thursday night. Yep, Muscatine played Thursday night. Um, Ty Kozad was was back at it. He had thirty three carries, three hundred and seventy one yards, and five touchdowns. Um, he went. Uh, that's nineteen touchdowns rushing touchdowns on the season for him. That's a school record. So um, he kind of continues to, to rewrite the record book as far as rushing um, statistics go there at, at Muscatine. And um, and they, they have, they're three and five and play Davenport West yet. Um, in Davenport, Class 5A goes nine weeks. So, um, so they're, they'll finish out next week. And, uh, yeah, just really, really great season there from from Kozad. And a nice rebound season from, from the Muskies in general after going 1-8 and eight last season. Yeah, uh, but it, I think they've had some quality wins this year, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I, they did not play a, an easy schedule by any means. All three of those wins um, are very quality wins. I agree with you on that one. 
Yep. So then, um, uh, elsewhere, Mediapolis, uh, they beat up on Louisa Muscatine, fifty-five to seven. They're they're in the playoffs. Um, had been, uh, but uh, that was uh, another another kind of lopsided loss for Louisa Muscatine. But um, I think I think sometimes these uh, uh, even the the late scores, you, you never never want to be shut out in general. But um, but I think that was kind of maybe an, a, an important touchdown there for Louisa Muscatine to, to not be shut out. They had been shut out the past few weeks, but uh, um, they're a really young team that was only made more young and inexperienced by injuries throughout the season. So uh, they they finished 0-8, but um, might be, might be uh, kind of on the rebound here uh, in the next couple of years. Um, on the other side of it, we've talked a little bit about Meepo. Really, really great team. Uh, talk about another team that could potentially make a, a deep run in the playoffs. And and they, they handled the, the win um, really well. Uh, 11 different players had, had carries, and nobody had only one per, only one player had more than three carries. So they really spread it around and um, kind of – um, kind of use this week to, to get ready for, for the postseason here. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, been pretty exciting. Uh, what, what other teams are you covering? Um, West Liberty got into the playoffs with a, a 32-13 to 13 win over Anamosa. Um, they get in with a 3-5 and five record. Um, Drake Collins and Ty Jones had – had two, um, they hooked up for two touchdowns, um, uh, a five-yard pass and a 32-yard pass for touchdowns. Um, Joshua Zeman and Cooper Gates had touchdowns too. Uh, so that's just um, another good win for West Liberty. They get into the postseason. Uh, in the past, they've kind of uh, – this is this is a familiar um, position for them to be in. They've – kind of squeaked into the playoffs in the past and then uh, surprised by winning a, a couple games in the, in the playoffs. So um, we've talked to, you know, with the prior games about maybe some dark horses in the postseason. And if, if history is any indication, West Liberty is a possibility for, for a dark horse. They play, um, they play in Dubuque against Waller to open up the two-way playoffs. Okay. Um, uh, West Branch, they're number one. Uh, so, you know, obviously they not, not so much a dark horse being number one, but they beat Wilton 54 to seven. Um, Wilton ends the season four and four, not going to make it, uh, that, that tough, um, tough district there in class one, a district five, um, Good win for for West Branch to go out undefeated, uh, head into the postseason as um, top ranked, probably favorites in in one A, um, and uh, nice nice season for a bunch of um, uh, underclassmen at, at Wilton. They got some good things going there with a, a sophomore class that's contributed quite a bit. Yeah, they they're young, and the, uh, uh, those sophomores that played this. Ran this gauntlet will uh, be well prepared for next year. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, quarterback Drew Keith uh, hat will have around um, 1,300 total yards, uh, 900 passing, 400 rushing um, for the season. Owen Hassel will have over 700 yards rushing. And then um, Jordan Dusenberry, Damian Pestle, Owen Milder, really, really quality um, uh, running backs, linebackers, defensive backs. They have nice receiving core, Kate Serrata, Landon Putman. Um, and, and most of, most, if not all of those kids are, are sophomores. So that's, uh, that, that was a tall, tall, tough and tall task for them to get through that, that district this year and came up just short on, on the playoffs, but, uh, that's only, it's only going to make them better for, for years to come. Well, uh, seems like, uh, we're forgetting something. Yep. Oh, and then, um, and then kind of the, um, upper half or, or I guess the, within that same district, um, Regina beat Durant, uh, 26 to 12. So both those teams will get in into the postseason. Um, both will run five and three overall. Uh, Nolan DeLong had 200, um, rushing yards that, uh, he became the 17th. Um, player in 11-man football in Iowa history for um, 7,000 for his career. Wow. Yep, so pretty pretty amazing um, career for him there, and uh, they're not done yet. They have uh, MFL Marmac uh, next week um, on the road, so have to go on the road, but uh, but Again, another dangerous team in the playoffs, and anything can happen, as as they say. So, well, uh, what what uh, you cover Meepo? No, I don't. But do, do they play Regina in the first round, or who 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 does Regina play? Um, shoot. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to. Look that up. Um, uh, Will it's somebody? I thought I seen that earlier. Uh, Regina, Regina is at Pella Christian. Oh, Pella Christian and Regina. Wow. Yeah. That, that'll be a good, boy, they're a good team. I don't know if you've, uh, know much and about then, them, but. And then Meepo hosts Central Decatur. Central Decatur. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, uh, it's going to be, who does West Branch play? West Branch is home for South Harden. South Harden. Wow. Well, it sounds like uh, you you got almost everybody in the playoffs. Uh, four four out of the seven. Four out of the seven. That's a pretty good batting average, I'd have to say. Yep. But uh, yep. uh, at least uh, Muscatine still has another uh, regular season game. Who do they got next week? Yep, they're um, they play Davenport West. Uh, Davenport West is is ranked. Um, we'll see how that changes um, this week, but. Davenport West is a team looking to make the playoffs, and Muscatine is looking to um, 
uh, they're probably out of the playoff picture, but, uh, um, but you know, always good to, to go out on a win and, and, um, I'm sure they're looking for another big week from Kozad and, and the rest of them. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a fun, uh, well, it's going to be a fun week, but, uh, for, it's sad that, uh, the regular season's over for the small schools anyway, isn't it? Yep. Yep. For sure. But, um, but I guess it's, it's kind of a new season now. So throw, throw records out and all of that. It's, uh, everybody's, you know, there's seating and home field advantage and all of that stuff. But, uh, but for all intents and purposes, everybody's kind of O and O again. Well, is there any, you got any closing thoughts or anything that we missed? Uh, not really. Nope. I think we hit it all. Um, just, um, really been a really great season so far. Um, just overall, um, everything's went pretty smoothly. Um, nice, nice rebound kind of season for, for the seven area teams. Uh, as of right now, um, seven area teams in the journal area are 26 and 30 overall. Um, and, and went 20 and 40, uh, in total last season. So, uh, when, when in a few more games around here and, um, and, and I think that it's only, only trending up here with some of the teams that we talked about. Yeah. It's, uh, you guys got, you guys are, are blessed with some of the best, uh, high school football and teams and communities uh, uh-huh. anywhere in the, in the United States of America. And it's been a, a joy to listen every week. And you have been uh, uh, instrumental in Round Guy Radio's uh, ability to get the message out about as many communities as we can in Iowa to uh, uh, get our players some rec- recognition and uh, maybe help uh, some recruiters find some some players. Yep, yep, for sure. For sure. Well, That's, thanks uh... for being with us. And uh, uh it was a joy covering that same game with you last night. Yep, yep, awesome. Um, glad to glad to be a part of it, and glad to kind of jump on board here. And and um, um, yeah, just just everything's been been great. And last can't say enough about last night's game. Yeah. Well, this has been the Muscatine Report with the Muscatine Journal's Ryan Timmerman. Thanks for being with us. Yep. No problem.